0: The community shows off the power of the admin cam by making some great content. We get the first taste of Russian content on the public test environment, nicknamed the PTE, basically the test server. But the big question is, is it going to be enough to bring back some of those veterans that we've maybe lost from update seven, update nine, eight, nine? Um, You know, and if there's two people we got to ask that, that have really the pulse of the veteran community, it's going to be Wild Bill Jamming and Heidegger. They're joining us today on episode 13 of Hell Let's Talk. And Digi, welcome back. Memorial Day
1: done. We are kicking off summer. And, episode 13. Uh, I'm glad to be we, back. I lucky think we number got a 13, really good I show lined is? up. Lucky number 13. Let's hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cursed episode. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, We're, go, we're go bringing ahead. back Wild Bill.
0: Uh, let's let's hope that Wild Bill remembers yes, this, is, yeah, this, Bill. Is, this is a live show. We'll hopefully he doesn't just get up halfway through an interview, uh, which is still one of the classic moments. Of our previous and then episodes. we got
1: our uh, our favorite Heidegger's all sitting in the background there too. So I think we'll have mm-hmm. a really good co-host show. Um, looking forward to what we're hearing from these longtime. Veterans. I yep. had myself just went and checked, and I've been playing the game since December seventh of twenty nineteen. So I just got in there. You just um, got in there. Which we'll <laughs> define.
0: We'll define what a veteran is. We'll
1: define. But, uh, yes.
0: Wait, Digi did had to. I think Heidegger in the pre-game or pre-show talked about the boomer. They he had a boomer mm-hmm. moment of like, how do I figure out? But uh, no, this is good. So before we toast, <laughs> though, uh, which I, I've come prepared for this conversation. Here is the bottle of tequila. Here is one half of the Costco size purchase of margarita mix. And here is my mason jar of margarita because uh, we're ready for this conversation. But before we get to the toast, um, I want to give a special. I really want to give this toast to everybody that has helped us with the Curahee cleanup project. Uh, we actually went down there this uh Memorial Day uh with uh wound up being actually a fellow member of the training camp and found out that two other people that just signed up also play Hell Let Loose. So Wound oh, Up cool. being four yeah, four players from uh Hell Let Loose community got down there. Uh I'm gonna go through a little bit of uh kind of the before and after, but before we went up the hill, this is actually the last remaining building at Curahee or Camp Dakoa. Uh, this you guys is uh,
1: watching Band of Brothers on the TV there. We what got to watch
0: Band of Brothers at <laughs> Cantacoa. And you're damn right, we watched oh, the Currahee cool episode. uh, Beer in hand, of course, because you know how we do Hi-ho it. Hi Ho Silver. Hi Ho Silva. Three miles up, three miles down. Speaking <laughs> of cool, the three man. miles uh, up, here was actually the morning and the view that you see out of Currahee. This is a picture we're we cleaning up a little bit of litter. Um, oh, that's A really, great. really awesome place to go to, especially the way it kind of stands out in that valley you 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 stand it's i found out of there curry means stand alone uh hmm. and this mountain literally just sits there and you can look for you know miles and miles and miles in any direction um here's a, a drone image of us actually out there cleaning um the rocks you see some of these a lot of rock climbers were right out there a lot of good uh, uh rocks that they go bouldering on um things of that nature so, and sounds like
1: a good mix of people how many oh, great. Uh, groups were there
0: you had the uh the u.s forestry department brought out one of their heavy tanks we to get water or some pressure down there to clean this up mm-hmm. had about probably 10 people from the i'm gonna slaughter this the southern rock climbing coalition or uh down uh around really around georgia they came out uh mm-hmm. you had about 20 of us came from the history underground of that two of them uh was me myself uh nuclear from uh the training camp uh and then uh the actual local Currahee cleanup project crew brought about six. So it was a good amount of people on the hill, but there wasn't a lot of, ra- a lot of uh, area to move. You can see even on this rock, you know, only so many people got to that uh, edge. If not, you had a pretty big fall. So uh, here's mm-hmm. us cleaning a lot of this stuff up. Here's a before picture of the uh, graffiti uh, rock. You have know, the face on there, the, on the right. You actually see the forestry department vehicle. Here's a picture of it afterwards the uh, uh we had a local sandblasting crew that came up and helped it out uh really night and day difference here's a, another before with the group this was the uh, history underground group and uh sam who we had on the show talk about it he's over there with the power blaster hand tool holding it up <laughs> like this like is a you know m249 um and you can see me in there i'm in the back but what you can't see me on the afterwards this was a i didn't know this was a a uh uh, a bucket list thing until the opportunity presented itself, but I'm actually Smokey the bear. The forestry department, let me get into Smokey <laughs> yeah. the bear outfit. Oh, You're God. damn
1: right. I I, I that's, a want hot, that's a hot costume to be putting on. Hopefully the fan <laughs> and the helmet was working. Eh? there was no, no, it was, it was a hot day. Oh, it was a hot shit. costume, but you can
0: see outside of the Smokey the bear doing my victory pose. Uh, you actually have, uh, the clean face on there. It was really great to see some of the stuff, uh, was, uh, Needless to say, pretty it's pretty profan- uh, it's a lot of profanity, a lot of just ignorance uh, was removed and restored back to the curry. So that is going to actually be, bef- I-, I wanted to hold back our toast to really toast everybody that either helped donate uh, to that cause, get that elephant snot, uh, was participating in it, everything on that nature. That's going to be the toast for uh, episode 13 so cheers guys everybody cheers
1: to you guys the community put it all together and the people on the ground thank uh-huh. you for taking part in this uh this preservation of our history indeed and uh, i suddenly realized that i should
0: always have a pre-game <sighs> sip of my margarita that was poured a little too strong <laughs> that hit you a little hard there <laughs> that, that the smoky bear says only you can prevent <laughs> <laughs> imbalance no uh but yeah that was good. Uh, we're also going to put it down there in the show links. Uh, the History Underground, the guy that really kind of put the word out there, got the word going. Uh, he did a, a full 30-minute before and after episode 135. Mm-hmm. We'll provide that link down there below, but check it out. And I will say for him, honestly, he's in sincere in person. He's as sincere in person and just a great guy as he is portrays on uh, his YouTube channel. So uh, it was a really, really mm-hmm. great event to do.
1: You should be able to find the link in the chat here if you want to go follow that up after the show. Definitely. It's really well put together. And you get to see uh, Inchon in uh, his little baby face uh, moments there. Help clean up some rock. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. I didn't know you were Smokey the Bear. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. That was was a good moment. It was good. I I got some other... Oh, boy. yeah, boy, that was- We're connected. I did Smokey the Bear uh, once before, and that costume is way too hot, and then you regret how many other sweaty people put it on before <laughs> you. Well, let's get into Hell Out Loose here. We had a dev brief 129, uh, which was the video competition winners. It uh, got announced on May 28th, and boy, did you guys put to so, put together some really good content for uh, the, the, ch- the competition. Um, really want to give a big shout-out to Easy Company for winning Filming Private Ryan, they had really excellent voiceovers just all around um, from Company of Heroes and other sources. They all got beautifully edited in together. Uh, cinema quality just from start to the end. And it was really a quality fight around the chapel of St. Mary Dumont. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, again, uh, troop banter was on point and even to the point where. You know, we'll put the video in uh at the end of the show, but definitely check it out when you get a chance. I'll be putting that that YouTube link in the chat now if you want to yep. follow that up afterwards. Yeah, so uh
0: and there was two, actually two competitions. One, you had kind of the uh, filming Private Riot, kind of make a cinematic mm-hmm. uh type of thing, which they definitely nailed. Um And I'll, I'll say to this, so many people relate Hell Let Loose to Company Heroes, like the FPS version. So I love that they actually merged these two games into one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. But uh, who won the individual, which was the "We Want You" category, was actually uh, Kojo Son. and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. A Russian player, which uh, his video uh, was just like the best trailer you could make for Hell Let Loose. The way he <laughs> did it, the events, the in-game moments—we've all been there. Really, really great, jud great job that was done there. And I'll give credit to both of these. I, I think you know we we heard about the admin cam. We knew it was going to have an imp- impact
1: and, and only had it for so long. I mean, it's pretty recent development. So, I mean, it just speaks to the volumes that that tool has enabled us as content creators, community members have been able to pull together some of this great media content uh, just using the admin cam to put together some really artistic uh, videos. It's it's been amazing so far. Correct. Yeah, you have
0: so. great broadcasting the the Greyhound Cup artistic videos mm-hmm. here. Once again, as Digi said, check these out uh digi there was one more dev brief uh, since uh, the, our last show yeah
1: so we had Dev brief 130 and this kind of uh started to get more russian we're back into the russian development this one came out on june 4th so not too long ago only two days and it actually broke down uh what was going to be coming in for smart materials um, for vehicles, they're already established in place for weapons. So what that totally means, smart materials is kind of have some optimized uh, skins on these uh, on these components. Um, vehicles being a big one. That's a lot of a lot of surface area to cover. But I mean, you could really see the potential to apply, as they say, totally completely new appearances for each vehicle at no extra cost. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean no more, no longer, is the white helmets the only weird? oddity you could change in appearance to you know be out of place um, so maybe that's a reskinning of uh, a tiger tank or you know the Russian tanks are currently ones optimized with this at the moment uh, as they put in the change log it's just been the Russian vehicles but again you'll see that transfer over come into the uh, allies and access powers uh, both and see what happens with that smart reskinning um, hopefully we'll see some more camo patterns uh, in that in the works there so yeah and I, does that mean? What does that mean? We can camo, play the though? what if game. We can play the what, the if, what if Does that mean automatic camo based upon the maybe the time frame of the war at that period and was realistic to that point? Or, you know, it's again, you know, white tank in white winter map or, you know, how they're going to reskin it, and retool it. Uh, that'll be fascinating to see. But there should be some variations coming. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to be uh, the wacky players putting the the mismatched color for the mismatched map. But again, I like it when people wear white helmets, they're easier I, to find. Um, I would actually like to say, <laughs> like if we could go back to like the Christmas episode, we talk about, if I could have anything,
0: I'm sure I'm going to agree. Granted, Digi and I, we, we make no, no quorums. We're not really takers in this game, but I I know a lot of takers. I'm going to speak for the takers here. Could you imagine the delight, that little Christmas gift under the tree, the HL tree? If all of a sudden you could get into a
1: take and you could choose your custom camo based upon like a level system like if you got like a skill rank of the commander oh yeah, yeah. I thought I that mean, would i've be had crazy. commanders come up to me in their pea coat uh camouflage it's like oh that's cool and then you don't see them once they get in the tank so yeah, yeah. it would be but you need to see a little customer um customization uh just based on the player skill level so who knows yeah leave and, that and, in the hands of them or it's automatic and either you know, yeah ultimately this would
0: be fun but you know the continued optimization a lot of things that you know get, a lot of underlining issues that this sh- should help. Is it going to fix? No, it should be, you know, uh, help with that. So that's good.
1: But the mm-hmm. real news, well, the why real don't we news. get into the real news? You took part of the PTE number one. Uh, lay it on us. What, what's your insight you can get it from PTE yeah. number one? So I had I had to jump in there.
0: Once again, it was a little uh, Spano uh, booty call like, hey, the PTC, <laughs> PTs up. You want to join in? You want a game? You're damn right mm-hmm. I did, because the reason why I literally the so much better participation than the uh, patch for Update 9 uh, was because it was rushing content. Uh, but uh, let me, if we're going to jump in there. I want to give an attaboy, actually, to the development team on this one. One of the biggest gripes that we've had with the previous PTEs is they're just like, oh, it's up, go in there, and we're like, what are we testing? What's changed? What's things of this nature? Mm-hmm. This one, they actually came to us with the change log. And said these are some specific things that changed here's what we already know we're still working on and i thought that was good it allowed me especially when i took over commander on one roll to see the impact of some of these things and how it would uh possibly negate or mitigate some uh, uh issues that we'll talk about later on in the show uh there is I, we were kind of talking about this there is a soft nda or really nda either way uh, the developers hey, try don't yeah. say anything don't say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to give too many specifics out. Obviously the conversation going on, there might be some speci- uh, with uh, wild bill and Heidi who both played in uh, the PT. We'll get, we'll get into maybe a little bit more of it, but let me say some of the major things I saw as far as uh movie coming out is meta changes to address some of the key uh, aspects, specifically multiple changes in regards to the smo- snowball effect or the uh-huh. mid cap importance and not giving as much of an advantage to the attackers. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I do see the way that a team that's down one four can have opportunities to come back. Where I feel like in the current game state, the live game right now, you're down one Pre-update four.
1: Update seven.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> when you can build resource nodes, let's not get back on the resource nodes conversation. But when you can build mm-hmm, resource mm-hmm. nodes in red territory, yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was a huge change. They've changed. They've added a mechanic to where, yes, you're probably still going to be at a disadvantage but not completely without a tool set. So I thought that was good. Uh, Performance-wise, uh, <laughs> let's say Lawnmowers Let Loose. Curse uh, <laughs> did not get the Utah effect with uh, Bushwookies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought as far as the Curse goes, the BAP uh, is what was presented before. If you follow well, the show... What,
1: what, what were your numbers running FPS-wise? Uh, on You got still a 1660 or... A- something ti what were you running I, these
0: I, days I, I, yeah i got uh the uh 1880 ti or something like that. i just actually blanked out of a video card
1: 1080. Uh, 1080 1080
0: thank you i was yes. gonna say 1080 ti uh ti so yeah it's it's still bought it 2017 it's still going good uh normal map i would say i don't i didn't notice any difference in performance for me uh from the mm-hmm. live game to the pte uh granted i was focused more on stuff but i think i was r- ranging anywhere between 60 and 80 fps which is just playable that's yeah, playable just by yeah. by me uh trust that's me good. if i'm if i'm losing shots it's because i'm going against uh you know you're sergeant losing shots Rico. you're just
1: playing your normal game but yeah. <laughs> exactly sergeant rico's <laughs> on the
0: other side or you know sam's on the other side uh-huh. just uh just seeing how many people they could get in their nemesis title but uh or victim so title did for you them. get
1: on so did you get on the map curse i yeah. want to hear yeah. what what details can you tell us about curse and the map is it going to be tank heavy or is it going to be or is it a bit of balance on both ends it is it is definitely take heavy it feels more mm-hmm. like a
0: more open kind of foy but because of those rolling hills uh there was i found there was a little bit more maneuverability around and there's a lot of trenches there's a lot of trenches oh, yeah. and i'll point to this one aspect of it what my problem with a lot of the trenches in hl uh in the live version is they weren't functional you get in but you couldn't really shoot out of them they did adjust these trenches to where you could actually kind of walk down there, be concealed, but then there's actually these little step-up boxes that you could rise uh-huh. above and actually fight to trench trench. There was a couple of firefights, it was actually little, you know, uh gopher helmets popping up and we try to shoot each other. Uh so that was oh, good. I like that. Yeah. So I, I think that was good. Obviously the map felt HL quality. There was no loss of quality there. Great graphics. Some buildings felt immersive. You definitely knew you were on the Eastern Front as opposed to the other map. So I, from all that aspect. I thought it was good as far as the weapons uh, go, the handling on that. um, Yes, it was there. Love the sounds. The sounds were there, too. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. not one. I'm not Johnny Gunner. I don't know about historical accuracy, (laughs) but the PPSH. (laughs) Uh, sounds but i I thought that was good uh obviously they handled a little differently How many
1: bullets how many bullets can you tell us that did you you count is it a drum mag or is it your standard 35 i was
0: was playing commander a lot
1: okay (laughs) so so i didn't get into
0: too many gunfights um okay but I, i will say this the off map commander ability i loved the rocket uh effects coming in from it uh it wasn't just the standard bombing run the katusha rockets coming in there was multiple times I just caught myself. Caddy, like, you
1: should strike. Yeah, I was and just like Ooh. the neat thing that you can read about this in the change log is it can be called in from any direction. You're not locked to your set grids. You can actually bring it in in any direction, including the enemy's HQ. So it'll be yeah. really interesting to see how that gets played, played out and what changes that might bring to the other commander abilities, uh, or bombing runs and, and the like. So that's really neat. So, so my overall take on the PTE
0: was... Great from a metagame discussion. That's really where I mm-hmm. want to see some of these changes in the changelog, see how they impact on the battle. I think they're moving in the right direction. As far as the content goes, it seemed all on par with current content. Definitely excited to consume more into it. So,
1: All right. Well, I got to say, what's your bold prediction? When do you think they're going to drop out eight, update 10? Two shows. Um, when? Two shows in a row. You're when? trying to
0: force me on these bulls. And, and I knew when? you were going to be asking this. Not just because I put it in the show notes, but give me the guarantee. I, the I knew you, you were going to want to answer come. <laughs> Guarantee still not throwing on that, but let's go ahead. and go, mm-hmm. Let's look at where we're at on this PTE. So mm-hmm. both PTEs being for update eight and update nine, the first PTE followed within 13 days of the announcement. So far we're on track on that one. So we're keeping the same mm-hmm. timelines. Announcement comes, PTE comes, we're there. What we can expect for PT2 based upon the previous PTEs is essentially right around in two to three weeks, we'll probably see a second PTE come in. Now, my question is is that going to be Stalingrad? Which I think I would like mm. to see.
2: Mm. I like to see
0: that, especially mm. from a quality aspect. <laughs> I want yeah. to see points on Stalingrad. I want us to get in. I want to give us uh, time to consume it, find those bugs before it goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get that, we go first PT, we're already checked second PT two three weeks then what we're looking at based upon update seven and or sorry update eight and nine is right around mid-july if they keep with that same timeline um mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know do you re- release a game a full game you know uh out of early access in mid-july that's going to be a big
1: question but uh still we'll the see. heat of summer we'll heat see summer. i mean that'll be the thing and again i think we had talked back in the last episode One map would disappoint. Two maps is like bare minimum, I think, for this type of release. When you're opening up a new front, you can't just give one and be, yeah, let them soak on that for a couple months while we turn it up. So hopefully that next PTE might cover in Stalingrad. We make no promises here, but that would be uh, definitely, I think, a value to see two maps come with this update. Indeed, indeed. So that was the news. Like I said, a lot of stuff with the PTE. Um, mm-hmm. Great content
0: being created, but uh, let's go ahead and get into our main show. So we 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 once Hell again yeah. two two weeks we're gonna cut cut out the hero zero segment. We want to focus on this really important topic, uh, the veteran population. And I actually kind of with the subtitle for this is the veteran drain and being twofold really. It's one the current population of veterans that are just ah just just you know Musk is gonna kind of put some pictures to all these words to the frustration of just like. Man, we're just we're we're trying to help these new players. You know, things kind of get a little, you know, just uh, repetitive. And then you have a certain mm-hmm. amount of the po- veteran population that has just drained out of the game. They're no longer in the community. They're no longer active in the community. And uh, now they've been replaced by newer
1: players. Uh, but that's the drain. It's really kind of twofold. So uh, let's go Let, ahead. Let's frame it. Let's frame it. So yeah. what is uh considered a veteran on the grand timeline of HL's progress up to this current date. Yeah. Um so update three and update seven is when we typically consider The veteran population, they've been around since 2019, been playing the game consistently up through those patches and updates um, and really seeing all the changes from the early days running without any vehicles to, uh, you know, basically current state of hell at loose and what's what's been introduced. Um, I mean, during the time of veteran prime was the game averaged around 12 hundred and fifty players uh, you know that is comparable to what we're at now which is about 3500 uh, since update nine player base so staggeringly yep. the game is exploded uh, there's no hiding the fact that the game has gotten bigger there have been more people coming in but we want to consider how much of that veteran population is starting to kind of throw in the towel or say you know this isn't the game um To play for me at this time you know why is retention so important um and why we hammer it on to you know again quality squad leads commanders people that know where to shoot the at rocket at the tank that is very critical in a game that's still pre-alpha um they haven't done the full release and there's no tutorial that's been keeping up with all these very important logistical and tactical and operational like skill sets i mean You don't just know the game by your first match. Um, You know, usually you'll go 0-15 because you're just running the fields looking for the gunfight. And then gradually your KD starts to get a little bit less gruesome. As you know where to be, when to be, and what you need to be looking for. And again, I'll say it all day long, map breeding skill is your most important, and that is something you build onto. Um, I mean, early access... It's just what it is that there's really there's just no set tutorial. So it's these veteran players that are imparting their knowledge into this newer player base. Hey, you know, if you do this, it might help you out. If you do that, just be something to look forward to. Um, I think this game is currently at a stage where mentorship, uh, leadership from these veteran players is so, so critical. So to see them start to drain and leave away, it's just going to result in more frustration. And ultimately, you know, if the engagement of the veterans starts to decline, those that are still playing, veteran-wise, it uh, really just hurts that retention. I mean, it's it's almost a vicious cycle. It'll just yep. keep feeding on itself. More veterans yep. leave. The few veterans that are there, they can only play squad leader and commander so many times and lose. <laughs> uh, with you know misdirected new players, um, and then it just feeds on itself. So that's well, why and it's not, important. That's yeah. what we're framing this discussion around.
0: And, and we we want the veterans. You know, the, obviously, the more veterans you have, the better quality game is going to be, both in competitive and public players. So I'm sure when we get to later, you know, we'll try to make a distinction between competitive and public. But for right now, uh, this is really applies to everything. Uh, I put up this graphic. This is hypothetical. This is not real. This is real numbers as far as the total quantity to each one of these generations that was showed on this earlier slide here. And this is updated as of uh, Steam uh, Labs is the source of all this information for player activity. But let's go ahead and throw a little hypothetical that if only half of the community is retained or each one of those generations are retained during these kind of different periods of time, you f- do this math right now in Update 9, only 9% or 9 players out of an average 100 in a public match are either Kickstarter or veterans. Most of the mm-hmm. time, these guys are on a friends list. They've already met their guys or played together. held the community is what's keeping them there. And you know we find them on one side. Mm-hmm. Then you have the no red zone garrison generation. This is between update seven and eight. Uh, you know, if they kept half of them, they're at 33%. And then you have the new players, roughly about 59 So, really, what I think this is kind of important too, and maybe an underlying thing. You hear a lot of people saying, man, the games just ain't what they used to be. No one's doing this anymore, blah, blah, blah. That's because if we're not retaining these veterans, you have 60 out of 100 players. Once again, this is hypothetical that only 50%. We change the retention. uh, It it winds up changing these numbers. But just for conversational sakes, if 60 out of 100 players are brand new to the game and less than 100, 200 hours in, it's going to detrimentally impact the quality of gameplay for the previous people. And then, like you said, Digi, it winds up becoming just kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. But before we go into doom and gloom, let's, (laughs)
1: let's take a breath. And let's take a breath with somebody that always helps us. Once again, I'm the person we're, that's always on my mind when I come to the shows is Mosca. He's got a very topic specific cartoon for us this time, and it'll be inspired by this frustration. Hey, Mosca! Hey! Well, Como estás?
3: Well, well, es muy bien, muy bien. <laughs> what you got,
1: got for us? <laughs> this is a Spanish channel now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> no, I loved it, it,
0: even Even oh, in the Discord ahead. before the show, like, we got we still got Mono uh, mono in our Discord and everything. And between that, I love the international community and the fact that it's getting all its flavor into the show. So, no, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was it most? What was, what was it a while back ago we had to determine the uh, language cultural difference between booty call? And I think this one was... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this, this cartoon, we found out the language... Uh, ¿Cómo se dice en español? Uh, baby carriage or stroller. <laughs> so... It's a cram. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyways, we'll get into tune here. Um,
0: All right. So, Mosca, what we got here is uh, a cartoon, and what, what kind of inspired this for you? It was because this actually started a little bit right before the show, correct, Mosca?
3: Yep, yep. Um, I I want to um, draw babies again because um, I know Daniel loves babies. Um. I want to tell about the veterans. I mean, it's the the theme of this this, this show. Um, I feel like the the people pushing the pram. No, is it? the <laughs> stroller, the baby
0: stroller. Yeah, the, the pram. Yep.
3: Because um, there there are a lot of new players. and um, the game is getting difficult for me. Um, um uh, I have lost a lot of friends. and um, I have my my classmates, etc. But some some battles are difficult. No garrisons. Uh, people only in a bush trying to get a good kill death and ratio. Um, mm-hmm. I want to to tell that stuff um, in this cartoon.
0: So I have a question, technical question here, because you know we get the benefit of seeing it on the show that we actually normally you give us a pre draft. We kind of talk about it. We laugh about it. This, uh, this one, you got two colors. You got the blue and the red. Is that because they're just going to be layered on top of each other? Or why the two colors in your draft version here?
3: Um, there, there are two cartoons. Because mm-hmm. in the original idea, there was only the, okay. two, the two veterans and the, with the strollers. But I think about it, it's more funny to do um, a lot of babies. Indeed. And and, and, i love them um, lots the babies and, <laughs> dude, and you hit it right
0: there so i just put up the final version of it here that one baby like dude i almost want to change that to my avatar There's just like one kid with the pistol fingers you know i love that one that one was great
1: i enjoy uh, the sleeping medic uh i think that pretty much hammers in the non-existence of the class uh when i play matches or you get, you get the one <laughs> medic that's like He's like 22 meters away, and you're like, Okay, I'll wait. He's 22. 10, He's gonna get Five, okay. then he goes back to 10, 15, 20, and you're like, Oh, okay. I guess yeah. I'll just hold Hello. off.
0: Yep. But I maybe, hey. I, maybe, maybe one of these, maybe we'll, 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 when we get to Wild Bill and Heidi, we can kind of determine which one is which pushing the stroller here. But, uh, yeah, in, in true, you know, uh, lethal weapon, uh, or is it a lethal weapon die or, uh,
1: Yeah, it's leaving the weapon. weapon, Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the veteran component. That would be the squad leader. Pushing that, yeah, stroller. That is squad leading a bunch of the new players. Again, in Matka, your cartoons speak way too much truth um, on the Mounters discussed. So I think you did a really good job with this. I like the shading on this. Really, really a wonderful color spread.
3: Yeah, I thank you. Uh, all all great, but it's, it's, it's great, it's great. I, <laughs> I love this drawing. It's my best drawing, of Luz. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
0: no, I I, I love put, putting putting uh, a picture to the words here, and uh, it's a great way to get into our topic. Mosca, always a pleasure having you on here. Looking forward to seeing the feedback on Reddit when they see this one. Yep. All right. Thank thank you, Mimigo. Thank you. So. From one guest to two guests, and that is actually a real life picture of Heidegger right now. he's we actually found him. he's actually uh, getting him. into that uh, Twitch hot tub, you know, uh, streaming. So this is actually Heidegger. I thought that <laughs> it, was the local aquarium, but yeah. <laughs> so when, when you think of when you think of two veterans, obviously while Bill jamming and Heidegger, there he is. While Bill live, Heidegger had to get his uh, gif up there. Might so. As well. uh, <laughs> Welcome
1: We're back, guys. About, that is that is that is Heidegger. Yeah. That, Don't be the
4: shame, Sean. I already
1: told you. Don't <laughs> buy the shame. Man. <laughs> uh, him so a, we'll give him a fish later. Yeah.
0: So there, obviously, there's there's no 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 introduction. Everybody, especially if you watch this show, you know who Wild Bill is. You know Heidegger. They've been on our shows before. They have multiple success, far exceeding this show on their own. But I, I think they really give two great voices and uh, have a strong pulse of the community. But before we kind of get into that uh, while, Bill, let's just go ahead and get away with it. Some of there. When did you start playing? How many hours do you have in the game right now? uh,
5: Uh, October 2019 and twelve, thirteen
0: hundred hours, I think. OK, like that. And then Heidi, when did you start playing? How many hours?
4: Like early December. Uh, end of November 2019 as well, and I played 1500 hours. So, so needless
0: to say, well seasoned veterans. We had the Kickstarter conversation with Double Douche and Grim Guys, who once again are hitting me up almost weekly that they want to come in and finish that conversation.
1: We we but, need to, yeah. But these these,
0: <laughs> but these, these are let, these are two veterans that
1: know yeah. their stuff, and I think really can help us get to the crust of and the have, crust. heavy content creators and and yep. overall. I mean, Heidegger was making. The- also, these guys have been really at the top with organizational bits um, of the games, um, competitive scene. So, and then Bill's got his own catch him out on his YouTube channel while Bill Jamming. Uh, really good content put out there that really highlights some of the latest and greatest updates through. But let's get into th- why they're here. I mean, there's. Veterans are leaving the game, guys. Uh, I I don't think we have to tell you. I think, you know, I was asking Heidegger when his last game was and he was there for the PTE, but I don't know how much more you're playing beyond that. Uh, But do you have any personal experiences with this in your guys' communities? Like, is this not just an isolated incident that, I mean, we're talking about, but uh, have you seen some people just hang up the HLL coat and walk away completely? For sure, like... uh...
4: In WTH, at least there is a lot of uh, rotation. I would say, like in the people that played, uh, for instance, in the fall seasonal, Mm -hmm. and the people that play like uh, the games that we have now, most of the roster is uh, is different for sure. Like a lot of people have left. Uh, Yeah, like uh, for sure we see a big drain in the veteran player base, but there is also a big influx of new players. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why, like, there's kind of uh, this. Stasis of the of the actual numbers, right? But uh yeah, for sure. The people that knew Had It Loose before update seven and that played it competitively or like uh, intensely, I would say before that time, most of them are getting quite triggered. And mm-hmm. also the recent performance issues have also drawn a whole other population away,
1: like the ones that didn't leave because of the meta.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so if you had to, like, put a yeah.
1: percent on it since Update 7, what would you think uh, WTH's, like, kind of attrition rates been, your turnover? Well, it's more, yeah, more like turnover in the sense that
4: mm-hmm. there's, like, a lot of new players still that come in, right? But uh, I don't know, like, in terms of roster of the team, I would say 70%, 60%, I don't mm-hmm. know, something like that, 60 70 I don't know. From That's the original, yeah. I'm not a percentage man, I don't know. <laughs> well, a, and seal. I just, yeah, I understand yes, you get. Yeah. You also
0: got some new recruits uh, coming in, one of those being uh, Wild Bill Jammin, who I'm, I was so happy <laughs> to hear that the brothers are no longer fighting. I love to see that. But, <laughs> Wild Bill, when you, uh, previously from Exodus, uh, what, what, were, what were you seeing on the Exodus side of the house?
5: Well, yeah, it's, it's a weird time that I've gone over to WTH and it's not really got anything to do with the state of the game or anything. It's just that I wanted to play with my brother. But Exodus, yeah, it's... As soon as update nine came in, it was just all the the sort of main people um, in the competitive side just went, "Oh fuck this game now!" Uh, especially, I think mainly a lot of it was because of the performance um, mm-hmm. and stuff. Really, I think that's the main thing. But yeah. um, it's just the fucking
0: grass—you just can't see anything, <laughs> and it's just, it's just. Well, if I if you had to give work, a percentage you know, to I'm it. If you had to give a percentage to it, what would you say? I've, I've,
5: Exodus. um, I don't know, like (laughs) seventy percent. Like you know, like we won the seasonal, and and then after that, you know, there's a bit of fatigue after that. But at the same time, you go, cool, you know, let's do another one. But you know, the game's just so bad. And and Heidi,
4: seasonal has been cancelled, right? Like. uh... For yeah. those reasons that we talk about, like I don't know mm-hmm. if you featured if you covered it in in a yep. show or something, but yeah, the winter seasonal that uh, I'm sorry, the spring seasonal that was announced here even I think. Like it just got cancelled because uh, from the competitive community there is a, really a big loss of interest and mm-hmm. for all these these reasons the performance, the meta, uh
1: yeah. Yeah, we'll, it we'll was just it. not sustainable until that point. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Kept, we we like, couldn't pull fifty. You know, it was just not uh, not something anybody was interested in. Um, well, and, instance,
4: yeah, WTH and Exodus, we would have played, but like I know, like the competitive guys from Exodus were begging me not to do it because they would not have not signed up. You know, because mm-hmm. they can't really not do it. But then yeah. it's just yeah. like
5: yeah, when you when you said you know it was going to go ahead, like I said. I sort of put Exodus forward and said, right, we're doing it. We can't win the season and then not play in the next one.
1: Right. Yeah.
5: And then as soon as it canceled, we were like, oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: a the lot, lot
1: of people doing yeah. that. Yeah. That, no, it was, yeah. It was, so was definitely. Yeah.
0: I think it was definitely a, um, uh, it, it made our news. It was the top news for that show. I think that was episode 11, if I have to remember mm-hmm. correctly. But uh, understand the reason behind it. Obviously, it's had an impact. And that's what I want to get to. You we'll know, get into this framing this is it's not just an isolated incident. It is it is around the community, especially from the, we'll call it, the more successful competitive communities. It just in this group right here, we have Hell Let Loose Training Camp, we have Wild Bill Jammied, previously of Exodus, and then Heidegger of WTH, which Heidegger, at one point, you were called the, what, the bastion of the community, I would believe? Yo,
4: know, I'm still the community bastion, bro. you <laughs> know You don't, don't, don't leave that title.
0: Well, and I, as I say, <laughs> I actually had the crowd. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see if we can quickly uh, uh, get rid of the GIF here. Do I, gotta, do I got oh, the no, GIF? Right the All side. right. I was going to say <laughs> I can put the crowd back up there, but no, no. I, I, I think <laughs> this is good. And, and granted, we've talked about it. Uh, you guys have kind of touched it a little bit on it, but let's if you guys haven't seen this, uh, I think this was actually Oh No, that's not the one I wanted there. Uh, da, 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 da. Where did it go? All right. So if you guys haven't seen the large graphic uh, from Heidegger, it really interacts a lot of different aspects. Which, while Bill Heidegger, we were just touching on, I want to break five of these down into, or there's really five key ones uh, randomness factors, defender's advantage, middle point. In, uh, yep. Uh, middle point importance, the meat grinders, and then all of it, how it kind of gets into exclusive map control. Mm-hmm. So, let's kind of take these down and Chucks here, digest it a little bit, and then kind of talk about going forward. So, Heidi, uh, before we kind of dive yes. into each one of these, let's go ahead and talk about how these are all uh, interconnected. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the uh, big image here. Walk us
4: through yes. it a little bit. All right. So, first, I'm sorry, right? I know this looks terrible. Uh, there's like stuff everywhere, but the thing is, it's quite hard to. To explain what what the problem is because there's so many mm-hmm. uh, yeah interlinked aspects right mm-hmm. so the main thing that you that I want to point out is that there is this problem of exclusive map control right uh that is that has been created mainly by the update seven and the fact that we couldn't build at all uh garrisons in red territory or in neutral territory um so that's the, the first thing that's connected there. And then from there, you can see that kind of everything is um, uh, surrounding that fact, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because since there is that exclusive map control, it means that since the game is won by the people that are three to two, right? Because at the end of the game, if you have the middle point, you win. Um, it gives a whole lot, a whole series of advantages, which are really hard to counter. So that's why there is on one side the middle point importance, which is like I said, the win condition and both the resource advantage, which is the update eight change, right, with the steam roll of the resources, right? Yep. That you talked about many times. And the fact that it's a win condition. Um There is as well the the defender's advantage, which is, like I said, the limited garrison placement and the fact that uh, there is a big problem in like the disjointed points, but that's maybe too too specific, we'll see later, and the randomness factor, which has been kind of uh, made less worse by the two-minute warm-up time, right? But the fact that, for instance, West Bend is so much closer to the Axis side than to the Allies side, and so when you load in a game, uh, one side is very favor to get that middle point first, and if you're favor to get that middle point first, then everything kind of snowballs from there, you know, because since yeah. capping the middle is so important, Then blah, 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 blah. Well, so, let's yeah, go ahead. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah, I zoomed in on that randomness factor
0: here uh, yeah. for it. Uh, the the inconsistent unbalanced strong point placement, that's what mm-hmm. you're talking about, Leo. I think for all of us here, Westbed, Towed Outskirts are probably the two biggest ones that come to mind. It used to be Southern Approach on Foy, uh, Mm -hmm. but they adjusted that. Since been moved to the middle, yep.
4: Yeah. Um, And that's something I want to point out, right? uh, It's always been like this since the the game has launched or whatever, since I started playing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, that randomness factor, which was already hard, for instance, to cap Chapel as Axis, right? It's almost impossible. But... Before, when that point was capped, you could fight for it back, right? So now the big problem is that han- that randomness factor being increased just plays into the rest of the issues, right? It's you'd mm-hmm. say it's
0: almost more persistent. Is that a good way to kind of say it? That the randomness factor at the beginning is more yeah. carries through more to the game.
4: For um, sure, and the trucks made it like incredibly uh, worse in the sense that like it exp- it's uh, exponential, right? Like if you're closer. And you're in a truck. It's kind you're gonna. You're basically even closer than if you're closer, but on, on foot, right? Like because, there's so many other factors that can come into play in time. But with the truck, you could just be there sometimes in like fifty seconds, and then there you go. It's you just have the point before they can even get close to the to the sector itself. You know. And we'll talk as Bill- a
1: potential solution to that, real quickly. I mean, from the competitive perspective of you organizing this, factor being one of the biggest deciding factors. Do you think like giving the ability? a server admin to have control of point selection would that bring about uh like a resolution to this issue for say a competitive play like you could just say these are going to be the points do your best planning because there's like certain points that are unplayable but if you can dodge and and selectively choose do you think that opens up most maps uh that were once like basically like untouchable
4: That might be true, but arguably no points are like balanced, and they wouldn't need to be if capping middle first wasn't so uh-huh. capital, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 part of the the interesting factor of the Loose maps to be close to reality as well, you know. So I don't want to be like, oh no, we just need everything to be right in the middle, everything to be balanced. That's not really the the issue, right? It's just that that randomness factor, like is part of the the issue. Like you say, it's just like a purple out. It, it doesn't actually, it, it could exist and mm-hmm. the problem could be fixed. You know what I mean? It could still exist and the problem would still be fixed. Maybe like, it's just that it makes the problem worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, wow, Bill, I know, I know you've done multiple videos, which you actually pull out StratSketch, which I think is a great way for people to help visualize and see this. Uh, what's your thought on randomness? Because I'll say, from my perspective, I do like, especially the random point layout distribution. I do like how every match kind of plays out a little bit different. I'll find myself on different parts of the map depending where the points are at. But what's your thought on like the randomness factor and its impacts uh, to how it's you know its impacts of the veterans are they just over it at this point or?
5: But with, with yeah, I mean, I think the thing is it's whoever caps first wins so it wasn't an issue before update seven where the points would go back and forth all the time Mm -hmm. and it's just like it shouldn't matter who caps first
4: like if yeah it shouldn't matter that the first 10 minutes are the most relevant stupid Mm -hmm. yeah so So um, it's go ahead um yeah,
5: sorry, I've lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. And, well, and I'm going to jump around a little bit in the notes here. So let's talk about possible things to do this. Let's kind of talk. One, because this came out right after update 8, if I remember correctly, Heidi? Mm,
4: not right after, but it's like, yeah, during update 8. Before update 9, for
0: sure. Okay, update mm-hmm. 8. More recent. But obviously the community, especially us that have consumed a lot of this game and a lot of the media outside this game, we've all come across this. Let's kind of talk about do we think any of the Update 9 has affected any of the randomness factor?
4: I do. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, basically, the the truck timings are not as critical as they used to be. Like before, it was such cancer, like to to figure out how to snipe with the RT, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's just terrible gameplay, but it was key to win. But it's just terrible. And now that's basically gone, right? Like, there is less truck advantage, basically. The truck tank spawns and route, like the second one, is not really there anymore. Mm-hmm. But yep. the two others are still very much there and have the same impact on the same issues. Right. Gotcha. But there is no like that, yeah, that racing annoying thing is gone.
0: Now, while Bill,
4: we have the advantage
0: of kind of looking at this now with the first cut of the PTE, do you see anything that you saw the PTE having an impact on the randomness factor, or are we still kind of there?
5: Yeah, I mean it's all the same, isn't it? The the PTE. The only difference in the PTE that I saw that they're making is uh the nodes. But it's it's still all about the garrisons and the map control. And I think the hundred meter radius thing, even though it's better though, I said in the last video, I was like, Oh, it's better. But better doesn't mean it's good. Like mm-hmm. Um Because those those things are like they're Like you call them, Inshon, you call them ticking time bombs. Yep. And it's like, there's no indication to the enemy team that there's a garrison there ready to blow up. So
1: mm-hmm.
5: it, it's actually more of a ninja garrison than the ninja garrisons used to be. So the whole thing's fucking stupid. <laughs> when and when that one arbitrary player do.
1: finally walks away from <coughs> the 100 meters. Yeah. yeah, so I
5: mean, the game that we did together on the Greyhound Cup... Uh-huh. Um, there's like two garrisons right next to each other. And oh, there's just god. this constant like drip of, you know, defensive players coming out and locking it. And then and then they sort of moved up and then the other enemy team spawned on it. So it's like the mm-hmm. whole team's moved up and there's nothing there. And then there's people just start flooding out of this garrison that they've just missed because that makes no it's, sense. Oh my god. So
0: so let's let's yeah. let's kinda of wrap a little bit of the, the garrison because it's in a different section here. Let's move on to the next point here. Is I the, def- Garrison, so. yeah, I was gonna say it <laughs> only took that <laughs> much time while <laughs> oh Bill's God. talked for like five minutes just, on the show. We're into garrisons, uh, but no, just, uh, def- Defender's Advantage. I, go ahead,
5: go ahead. While sorry, can I? I'm like, I don't really know where this fits in with anything, but what I've been thinking about a lot mm-hmm. recently and doing the next video is uh, talking, thinking about supplies and how different it was. Uh before update seven. Well oh, even in update the, seven.
1: the shoot the support player meta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing I'm is I'm doing this for the about, team,
5: pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you think about how much ma- how many supplies you could get, mm-hmm. you know, as a as an individual player, you basically could get fifty supplies, you could build a garrison every minute, you know, mm-hmm. you
4: just redeploy. You, you had know. a hundred, Bill. A hundred? You had a hundred. They reduced it to fifty, you don't remember. They oh, adjusted to fifty. Yeah, they did. We had a hundred when we had the fat box that you could boost upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that box, that that
1: box saved yeah. me many firefights. I would put them down yeah, and use bridge. it for cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I so mean, that's, shit, that's, that's hard hard bullet this. pen. Yeah. So you so get, get, give, it, like, so you get yeah. given
2: half.
5: You get given half the supplies. And yeah. what's uh-huh. the refresh time now? Is it four? Five minutes.
0: Five, five minutes, minutes, unless so, you walk next to a manpower node, which at two and a half.
1: Uh, it shortens it by a half but i mean yeah, yeah i don't I mean those are never in play
5: exactly so like realistically you you're getting 50 you're getting one garrison every five minutes otherwise mm-hmm. you have to change your support round. so you're taking away individual play from people and then uh, but you go oh you got trucks But you go yeah but that's two garrisons every 10 minutes because, Depending, you're you know, not it, on a
1: predictable map with just these shit roads to drive because you can't drive through trees on yeah, some exactly. of the maps yeah no in. yeah or shot so, by at just waiting on the road i <laughs> and what? then
5: so so the thing is they've made garrisons harder to build and harder to destroy you can't destroy garrisons unless you walk up to them or shoot them in a tank mm-hmm. so on some maps you can build them in a fucking church or you can build them in a barn and it's like why is that in the game on some maps and not on others so you can't even bombing run them Mm-hmm. And like a bombing run used to be like every 10 minutes, and that would be like a point. Bill, Why? you're all over the place, Bill.
0: Well, and let's <laughs> cut <Cheers. laughs> <laughs> it. <this, laughs> the thing, the
5: thing <laughs> is, bombing runs it's, now, bombing run 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, just. <laughs> but, but I hate, but I just hate how uh, you can't destroy garrisons. It's just slowed uh-huh. the whole pace of the thing. So, this whole thing about. Capping first and defenders' advantage and stuff—it's because you can't do anything. You can't destroy them, which is why, like, I went in the recon truck because that was the only way to destroy garrisons quickly. Uh Because you can't destroy them with grenades anymore. Even like grenades, you can't destroy them with. So the whole thing just grinds to a halt, and you're not going to go anywhere.
0: So let me ask this question. Yeah, let me ask this question from a veteran player perspective, and I know my answer here, but I really want to hear from you guys is garrisons or spawns are naturally fun. skidding getting into the game, getting to have a, as much of a sandbox environment of where you can put your spawns, where you can attack from different angles, is I think with a lot of veterans, what they enjoyed about the game, the more kind of strategic aspect of it. Do they? Yeah. Do you think that with those changes, the veteran population, it was like that was the thing that kind of just... Took the biggest yes. wind out of the sail because all this other stuff. How do you kind of yeah. hit on it? Was yes, it was persisted in update three, four, five, six, and then we got to seven. That seven mm-hmm. was really the kind of that two generation. Is this one of the biggest aspects from well, your you're from if,
4: perspective? If, you're asking if water is wet in Sean.
0: <laughs> literally. Like, well, I want to hear you say it. Say water's wet.
4: Yeah, no, of <laughs> course. Uh, like uh, this change, who was uh, like. W- we saw it coming and some people, uh, I remember Seedub posting on Reddit like a few months before, a few weeks before, something saying, please don't uh, make it impossible for to build garrisons in red because it's going to do that, 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 right? And he did exactly that because, of course, like the whole fun of this game is to, as a player, like individual players, uh, being able to change the course of the game and Go where you want to go, know the maps, uh, like uh, exploit the the, the the terrain, like, uh, you know, like like you would do. Like it's fun to imagine you would do because that's tactically what makes sense. And mm-hmm. it's not gamey, you know, it's like uh, what you feel is right and what's just helping you in gunfights, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, all of this got really hammered by the fact that you just can't anymore in half of the map. And... Uh that's for sure in the fun aspect, it killed a lot of of the fun of it, but like this um uh this flowchart is not about even the the this fun aspect it's so it's uh mostly about how it makes the game broken, you know because we could argue okay but uh, it's fun for you but it made fights like more dispersed or like uh player density yeah yeah you know like you could argue for the fun aspect right it might be my preference but like in in the sense of it's broken objectively like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the fact that um uh the team like like we said uh, can only place garrisons in their territory or having this like locked bullshit. Maybe we can talk about it later, but uh, about the the update nine red right, guys, right? But as it was in update eight, and I don't think update nine changes it, um, it's so easy uh, to maintain map control and we can define quickly map control as the ability to send players in an area that matters, right? an area that matters would be in the capping sector in this game, which is the four squares, Mm -hmm. so the, the eight squares, right, on the two current objectives. And if you have your ability to place an infinite number of spawns, because you can have your eight garrisons and every squad's OP into those four squares that matter, right? Because if you hold them, you win the game at the end and the enemy can only place a few me, measly OPs, right, and no garrisons, then clearly you will dominate that aspect, right? And, of course, as we know, that's another part, the resource advantages that you get. We're getting there. Uh, We're getting there. So let's, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead yeah.
0: We're Go ahead and wrap, wrap up this a little bit. I kind of want to ask, you know, some, some what ifs. And Digi, feel free to add in with a question. But mm-hmm. what if, okay, and I'll go Heidi you, you you put out there the worsened by updating two hundred meter garrison placement, which I think is another another thing that doesn't get enough attention. The fact that going yes, it was originally one hundred fifty for the veteran population, it went down to one hundred, and then it doubled to two hundred, which really you kind of had one garrison per active sector. What if we got limited to like six garrisons? No no uh, restriction between where they were, or like fifty meter restriction. What about something of like that that nature to where you either removed the distance requirement, but also reduced the number of garrisons or something kind of and that nature. Them, the, the big thing was, head, was 200
1: meters. Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. For <laughs> right, Sure. And, I mean, the 200 meter thing, the biggest disadvantage to that is they just became predictable. Same garrison, same spots every time you play a same map uh, yeah, for because, these points. And yeah, that was just
4: fields, right. Did you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
5: randomizing the artillery, so that's going to fix that, isn't it? The the powers are getting.
1: On, wider, is yeah. that
0: sarcasm? Is that sarcasm? <laughs> uh, yes. That See, no, sarcasm. normally, while Bill, when you have that good sarcasm, it comes with a good like BBC show that comes with it that like, goes like, "What the <laughs> bollocks is that idea, or something?" <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, it's uh, for me. It's like just so embarrassing like they just just some of this stuff they do you just go you have no idea about the game that you're making but i don't understand how that's going to change anything we don't want to change the matter around artillery and it's like but,
1: yeah the yeah. artillery dispersion has been increased they didn't say by how much that pattern is is spread but i mean it's testing what does that truly mean i don't think much at all yeah and yeah. I, I i do think
0: Yes. Sort of the,
4: random, probably,
0: yeah. yeah, they've they've talked about they want player density, and I get that we don't want to be completely spread out. But even from a competitive aspect, player aspect, the best games to me are the ones where midpoints flip back and forth multiple times. There's a there's that tug of war type deal. So mm-hmm. I, I think from a lot of what we'll kind of wrap up this chunk here of yours is it's safe to say more freedom around spots is fun. More ability to spawn is also fun, and let's reduce the amount of defenders' advantage uh, to
4: where we get and we'll get into
0: the meek rider. Is is that a safe way to sum up your thoughts there, Heidi?
4: Well, well, yeah. Well, I would say there's also already there was already a big defenders' advantage in the game before because, as you know, when you're in the cap circle, you're three times the fucking cap, right? So, like, if you already have an advantage, an inherent advantage by the fact that you can just stay there basically right and uh they just increased it by tenfold right and about what you said yeah for sure more spawning is fun because actually playing the game is fun and not sitting on the death screen right agreed agreed so yeah. did you why don't you go ahead and oh, kick
5: us kick us off go ahead do you, it, do ahead. you want a, do bit of, a bit of math mm-hmm. actually, in terms oh. of death <laughs> i did uh for 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 the next video, I went through and edited uh, an hour and a half game to see how long I was in the death screen from when I died to when I respawned. Mm-hmm. It was twenty minutes. I was just sat in the death screen <laughs> in an hour and a half game, and then uh-huh. there was another game that I did just to check, and it was an hour game, and hey, it was. Hey. Seventeen minutes or something. Hey, well,
2: That's Bill. You're yeah, get, time, get yeah. good, get good. I <laughs> was
0: good.
5: Hour and a half game. I got fifty-four kills. And wow. Five. Well, there was. Wow.
0: So let's let's you know, go back to this. When you, when you think about like new
5: players from WTH. You think about <laughs> new players and they're getting like four kills, and think about how much they're dying, and you mm-hmm. just go, "Fucking hell, they must be. Why are they playing this game?" Like, yep. There was.
0: They're in the Greyhound Cup, which was really kind of the first main tournament in Update 9, which had the red zone garrisons. Um, uh, we actually give credit to 82nd AD. They, uh, Jeb, he's just a whiz with getting that game stats up. I want to say there was a guy that had like 67 deaths. In him, and like you knew he was in the defender point. You know he was doing what he would had you know, told, but he was just getting wrecked by artillery. Uh, um, mm-hmm. but and, and like the, you're, you're right, Bill. There's a certain amount now for me, a little bit older. I take those times when I'm between lives, however infrequent it is, to s- just sip a little of something. You know, it makes the gaming go easier, but uh, I, I think that that's a great point. Uh, you know, and, and granted, there should be a penalty for death. You know, I, I don't think any of us are talking
1: to take well, away a to of- weight and max a minute if, you, if you're oh. like the thing is, second timer, but yeah.
5: See, the, yeah, the thing is, I'd rather just lose a garrison than mm-hmm. spawn in on it and get shot. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'd yeah. rather just say, yeah, we've lost that territory. You know, throw a grenade on it, I don't care. Or blow it up and let me spawn I, back. I, I
1: liked being able to blow up garrisons with grenades because there was a tactility that you knew to make the death run push. And maybe you get, I mean, this the meta's always been the same now since you couldn't blow it up with a grenade, is Okay even if i get to that garrison and i can lock it up i just sit on the desk screen stupid. and then nobody can it. stupid spawn. stupid shouldn't anyway be a thing a uh, would solve that weird issue that you know you have to do, but I digress. And the next point we've got—I mean, we've been talking about it—but the middle point importance. Um, it's a win condition by the end of game match. It's basically hold this for the win. Um, defensive factoring being like, yeah, we can just spawn. Everybody can spawn back in on this garrison if you got a coordinated team. Again, a lot of what we discuss and a lot of the the veteran discussion we have is. Well, we've seen the competitive side of things where people, you know, like, oh, fuck, we're losing, you know, then they all come back. You're playing a pub match and you still get like half the team, you know, in the red zone attacking when you about, just lost the point. But right.
4: Well, sure. But it's not even about, oh, fuck, we're losing come back. It's about we're fighting at the edges of the sector. And when mm-hmm. you look, it's two to zero for the whole game because they can't even get in. You know, like we played a game uh, yesterday and I was like I said, I, I went 10 or something because like, you, you just sit in the point and they're just not there because, mm-hmm. uh, like, you push them out and it's like you have garrisons all around your sector and you place the fight.
1: Uh, You'll always know where right? the attack's yeah. coming in, yeah. And, and yeah. there you go, then you just, yeah. Well, okay, re- there's a red flashing garrison down there and then I move and so on so forth, deal with whatever OPs are there, so on so oh, forth. There you go, bam, bam, you get that one and, OP. And the airhead being what it is, still a object that falls from the sky and case if you're not in the woods you're going to yeah. see it well and and yeah, the
4: developers have a dedicated uh, anti-air spotter shout out to wazoo uh, my man
1: the anti-air
4: <laughs> yes.
0: yeah he's the, and
1: the... observer yeah <laughs> yes. and, max, and max has
0: said he does want telegraph spots. he does like any of these spots he wants it to be telegraph but while bill let me point this question to you Wind condition be what a part of this middle point of importance and I want to get a little bit to this, get through this a little quickly, so we can get Are to. You got to go back else. into
1: your double middle point uh, discussion. Well, no,
0: no, no. We're gonna, we're going to get to there. Okay. Do you uh, think that? It, it, do you think the current win condition of just hold a majority of points, we should deviate from that at all, or is that? I no, I've, I've seen a head shake?
5: No, I mean it's it's ridiculous. It's the whole thing of just the game's just such a grind. It's like when the points were going back and forth it didn't matter who kept first it just mattered about playing well and uh-huh. doing that it's like what you're literally going to change it's like saying in football like oh they won 3-0 but the other team had more possession you know uh-huh. it's like what are you
1: talking about it's
4: yeah. <laughs> i heard that somewhere
1: <laughs> is so- that uh you know how would you factor that against as that uh I took it the first then they took it back then I took it one more and it's a point space system we tried that in a recent 30 minute match game and it was just insanity Sammy. but why do uh, you, how, all how have do you... To
4: dance around? No, you don't have to dance around to fix an issue that is like created by mm-hmm. by a change that makes no sense. You know they. You, know, you, you remember why they did the update seven, right? They want to fight the quote unquote ninja garrisons. Ninja which is, garrisons. You know, yes, which is this supposed big problem that whenever mm-hmm. someone can build a gary wherever, then the whole team spawned and they can all bunny hop, teleport, whatever name you wanna call it, right? And that problem could be fixed in a hundred ways, right? That would have nothing to do with just locking the fucking whole area of the map, you know? Like, it makes zero sense. You could, like many players suggested, you could make it so that, for instance, there is a limited number of players that mm. could spawn on, on the first wave very, or whatever. F- the game. Yeah, very very popular. Do we
1: recall what the dev, uh, dev response on that was? Yeah, I don't think certain- we, we didn't like it.
4: But- Max said, oh, no, it's uh, it's confusing because you don't know why you cannot spawn. And they couldn't find out a way to queue uh,
1: a system or something. But there's I no tutorial know. in this game anyhow. and like, that's Everything is confusing. Oh, no, it's yeah.
4: 100. Oh, no, it's locked because it's... And some guys, oh, the in is red. I'm like, no, no, it's it's because it's in red territory oh, yeah. and it's 100 meters, blah, blah, blah. Everything yeah, is confusing yeah. as fuck, so it's not an excuse at all. But there could be other ways, like it could be... You would need to clear maybe the area around it to build it you know like there mm-hmm. is right now like uh, it's like 10 meters five meters or something like if an enemy is right there you cannot build a gary right but mm-hmm. it could be extended a bit if you're in, if you're in red territory maybe you know like what stuff you, like that I don't know. What, do what do you think about this heidi what do you think about this
0: heidi i want it because I, I want to get to this some of these ideas one thing that kind of i uh, was talking with what do you think if the because we had to talk about the aspects of the digital garrison what if a redeploy button Only redeploy, only gave you the option to redeploy back to your base HQ spots. To me, I think that would be an interesting way to take away the transportability.
4: I would shoot you in the face,
5: redeployable. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The the thing is, if we're going back to the theme of the episode and veteran drain, it is that thing of it's not a sandboxing anymore. You've got all these. Fucking rules, rules. Yeah. and it's like, especially in public, like we get round them in competitive, and it's like with this plus ten node thing that they're talking about bringing in the next uh-huh. thing. We're like, okay, well, we'll get all our support players to spawn in the first two minutes of the game, and you'll build all your nodes, and then that's uh-huh. done. You don't have to worry about it. It's like in a public game, it's a nightmare. It's like you have to drive two rows out to drop supplies to build a garrison behind the line, so you can spawn on it. So, but, but because there's nothing stopping you because you've dropped 150 supplies, you can easily drop that garrison in the red zone and mm-hmm. then it gets locked at a hundred meters. And there's okay. like all kinds of these bullshit rules that you have to navigate through. And as someone who understands the game, you have to explain it to, to new players. Like that's why people are getting so tired of, of explaining, you know, like mentoring as you put it explaining.
0: The thing, <laughs> that's like, a good way, that's a nice just, way to put it I'm like, what like- the fuck is wrong with you guys?
4: I'm going to for you. Like before, no, like before, I would explain to someone, you know, building garrisons, it's very important. You have to figure out where you need map control and then build the garrison there. And now I have to explain. Oh no! You have to take the truck. You cannot do it in HQ. Oh, But the notes—oh, you build all the notes, but they disappeared. Oh, but that's because we lost <laughs> yes. the sector. Oh, should I build them again? No, you can't. But sorry, get fucked. You know it's like i, I no. saw I saw
5: a commander dropping supplies in the HQ, Oh, and the Lord engineers Lord. allowed to build <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. notes in the HQ, yeah.
5: but they don't count yeah. for anything. Exactly.
4: And and that like, one gets oh, so, so, bad bad so sad. Thing. That's so sad. That's so sad. Yeah. Just
5: like, <laughs> why does this exist in the
1: getting Like, oh. I, I love. When people, I, you know when people might that loose. Like, of a, uh, you know that much people will hang themselves on it. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> that one always baffle me. If you're gonna get zero per minute in the, the HQ, minute. why do you even let it? Like, yeah, why is a that a looks, thing?
2: Because like,
1: I, I love chat out. right now.
0: I love chat right now. They go, Listen, while Bill, they had a bunch of rules in World War II when they landed on <laughs> Omaha, they could not. <laughs> you know, but uh, be an honor yeah. of D-Day. So let, let let me get. I want to get this out here. I want to get one more suggestion because mm-hmm. I really want Heidi and Bill's opinion on this. Digi talked a little bit for One thing that if I if I had a king for the day, what do you think about making two middle points active at the start of the match to where the you couldn't move on to the enemy's next point until you had both midpoints secure, and then the team at the disadvantage if they lost both midpoints. Could attack either one of those up there. So you take a little bit of that defender's advantage away because they got to defend two while attacking one. But it also gives a little bit of that middle point importance and the randomness factor dilutes it. What's your thoughts?
1: The crazy thought to this is if have you guys ever just sat in a server until the end, never capped the midpoint and you've seen the fabled stalemate sign, not win or loss, just stalemate. It does. It is programmed in there. So in in Inchon's reference to two midpoints, say and the match happens, you've got one. They've got one in the mid stalemate. Thoughts?
5: I think I actually said this in a video like a long time ago. I can't remember which video. It's not it my
0: idea. Well, Bill's like, that's a great no, idea. Well, <laughs> okay,
5: it's my idea. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's like it's such a massive deviation. It's never going to happen. Like, but yeah, is it? it they, is it that massive? Because we more have it in offensive mode. mode. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's just never. It's just like they can't even figure out how to do it normally. Like they're never going to add two points to the middle. Like they probably can't even program it or whatever okay um but if but, they could but, you know it would be interesting but this thing there's two game modes in hell at Loose. and, and for me fps is, is just basically down to game modes like battlefield's really fun because of conquest you know mm-hmm. and you have offensive that's a bit interesting but i really like battlefield because of conquest and S- squad has its own thing you know it, all it is well is game they still have
1: a fun. third game mode they mentioned about the campaign. campaign.
4: So, uh, we haven't really seen much more campaign, of that.
1: But oh, yeah, we, we didn't hear about that one for a
4: while. It, it went yeah. quiet, it went quiet. I was as as it as as well. like, head in the sand. Like, uh, I mean, nobody please, please. Shh, don't talk about campaign, nobody cares. <laughs> well, we don't want it, nobody cares. Please. The
2: best thing
5: about campaign is where it's like, oh, your resources will carry over to the next game. And it's like, no, please, I oh, want no, oh, no, oh, no. oh, my zero resources while well, the team has 1500 resources. It's like, it what are you talking about? Fantastic, I can't wait to just join a server and have nothing. Yeah, so let's actually
0: talk about resources on the middle point importance here. Mm-hmm. Heidi, I know we talked about this a little before. Coming out of the PTE, yeah. there was a lot of things that actually addressed the midpoint importance and the steamroll effect. They specifically called wow. out no. the steamroll effect. I think you said you were a little yeah. optimistic about those changes. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, that,
4: that, that's a stretch, Inshun. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. I, yeah, yeah, no, no. I just said, like, uh, the... the we can talk about them, right? We don't care, right? The node changes. The, so the idea that they just you can just build them wherever and then give plus 10 to whatever, right? That's the thing, which is just basically saying, oh, uh, that mechanic that we fucked like three times in a row and that is now breaking <laughs> the game, we are just going to remove it. Like, it's just yeah. going to be busy work, just spawn yeah. someone, build that shit somewhere. We don't well- care. About get rid of it just get rid it. of
2: it That's the
5: thing, just,
4: yeah. just then, if you don't like just remove it like if there's zero tactical aspect because before like uh before I don't I don't even remember which update I think update 8 maybe 7 I don't know uh-huh. uh, you could build them right either in red or in blue right so you could, there was that little I don't know, risk factor where you were like, maybe we go like with secure notes that give less income or we go with like forward notes that maybe will get spotted and blah, blah, blah. But they would give more income. And it was kind of interesting that trade-off, right? But like then that got stripped. And now they're going with like just plus 10, whatever. Just don't care. It's just... Well, i so, think- yeah, sure, it's, I, better. I, 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 it's I, I mean, better in the sense that it's not breaking the game. Like, it's better, in, yeah, it's better for the World, sure, because it doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah, sure, it's better.
0: Well, and I think, while Bill, to go to your thought, I want to try, kind of tie these two together. I think what you're describing, Heidi, throughout a lot of this stuff, is player, the veteran players before had choices to make, had decisions to make what it felt like. Where now, while Bill, you brought up rules, we've gone from choices as veteran players Two rules
1: very narrow pathways have been created i mean they wanted the stagnation on the frontline fight like you're gonna fight it out on these arbitrary grid lines to yeah. move into the point it's not a lot of flanking and i'm here's a crazy other what if and they have it on most maps is why not just open up one of those lock uh sectors uh, the Please. columns on the sides like you already got it on most of the maps it used to be an implementation it was terrible at the basis that there was no vehicles and there was a lot of wide flanking of troops, but I mean, you got transport vehicles now, how often are you guys in a game where transport vehicles are used beyond the opening drive? Yeah. Exactly. It's, so it's why not have Annoying. that extra column that you can take advantage of for a flanking on some of those points that are like right on the edge. Basically, outskirts. You got yeah, three points. You can, like north south and west you can't go east because it's just touching the eastern edge so why not have that as a capacity to open up some of those uh side locked boundaries that uh, i believe exist on most points i don't know the full extent i wasn't there for that generation but i know they existed on some of the earlier maps and most of the new maps still have those grayed out zones is that a possibility to open
4: They're finally reworking Uh, (laughs) Saint-Marie-Dumont. F in in the chat for Saint-Marie-Dumont, please. The only good map left is going to get ravaged. Destroyed. Yes, Uh, we'll we'll see.
0: So let's go ahead. uh, We got one more section to get to. Obviously, we've talked a lot about this. Uh, Heidi, as you said, all these things interact. Then you get into the meat grinder effect. I I think uh, the Pro Bowl showed a lot of the meat grinder there. Uh, we talked about lack of infantry freedom you know, with your map control co- conversation. While, Bill, we talked a little bit earlier about the artillery dominance aspect of this, uh, how the PTE is moving on to the dispersion. The only thing we really haven't touched on in all this conversation is take dominance. So let's give the takers their five minutes here. Get Introduce this one to us, Heidi. Uh,
4: well... The tank thing is kind of weird, right, because in update 8, the HE was uh, nerfed to death. So, like, you you literally had to headshot people to kill them with the HE. So, it was less noticeable. But now, it was very true in update 7, and it has become true again in update 9, because uh, they fixed or reverted or whatever, like one of the two, uh, the HE change, right? So now we can definitely feel it. Like uh, the fact that, one, you cannot really flank a tank as infantry Mm -hmm. unless Mm -hmm. they play like Wild Bill. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because you cannot have Garrison's behind them, right? Uh, And you usually like the tanks will will play very defensively around the point and just farm infantry for for 30 minutes. Like uh, so, yeah. The 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 you if you win the tank fight, uh, which is a big other problem, right? With all the bugs and all the the fucked up penetration and the the wrong hitboxes and everything, which is like not touched at all in this flowchart because it's about meta issues. But it's like a whole a whole gigantic part of the problem, which They say it's fixed in update 10, we will see. Uh, But uh, if you win that kind of random tank fight by positioning, Mm -hmm. by knowing the hitboxes, whatever, then you can just farm infantry. And again, if you have the resources, you can just spam tanks because you have basically infinite fuel while the other team has a very low income and uh, yeah, they they cannot outclass your tanks because you always have more. And then your infantry gets farmed by tanks because they cannot do much because they cannot flank them. You know, it's all it's all interconnected. Yeah, but uh-huh. I, I,
0: I think uh-huh. a lot of things kind of if I'm picking up some underground there is you want the take battles. We want to get to the take battles to where it's one part teamwork recon saying something's coming down here. People relay and take positions to say this is going to what's going to get an advantage. To a take on take, you know, take be take advantage uh, engagement, but then it comes down to skill and not randomness. And skill is not hit the left uh, cargo bags on the seventy six because it's a one shot. Skill is actually <laughs> yeah. the skill of the crew. Um, I, I, I think that's that's huge there.
4: But the thing is as well, like uh, how it's part of this flowchart is in the sense that since infantry and that's the same for artillery, right? Since like we said before, garrisons are so predictable. Uh, and infantry movement is quite predictable because you cannot be in many places, right? Purple you heart have lane. to be in yeah. certain places. <laughs> in, in all the maps, like in Saint-Magremo, in SME, uh, well, SME maybe a bit less, but like in many, many maps. Uh, in Foy, let's not talk about Foy, you, <laughs> you know where the infantry is and you can just spam H-shells there and just rack up kills without even actually spotting them. You know, you just know.
1: You just know the spots after a few hundred hours you know, like, yeah, yeah i mean it sounds like a reworking of most of the maps that are just too open i mean i think the game sold itself really well in its combat effectiveness like on ground troops over tank dominance and once the tanks have really just become the op with their skilled crew behind them yeah you, you outclass them on resource the... and you'll write write them down i mean it's sure,
4: like do you remember before like uh, you needed fuel to have tanks mm-hmm. but yeah they were still on they were still on a cooldown so mm-hmm. not only did you have way less fuel because you were limited to way less nodes and you had way less resources in general mm-hmm. uh also you couldn't spawn those things mm-hmm. so like if you die if your tiger died you still had like to wait i don't remember the timer five to ten minutes or something seven i don't remember but like you couldn't just stack up tigers because if your tiger is alive your cooldown for spawning the tiger is active mm-hmm. so like once you die, you basically have a tiger automatically. Yeah,
1: like, Dubas, Duba's and chat. It was about eight minutes to wait. Yeah, there you go. Eight minutes. Here's
4: another
0: great Do thing about minutes. chat.
1: If you ever say anything wrong, they'll let you know right away. I <laughs> said five to ten. I was correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's go ahead and, and jump in. Uh, and Heidi, I appreciate you pres- presenting this guide, giving us or uh, presenting this flowchart, giving us kind of a structure to talk about this, because you're right. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different reasons. It's not one reason why anybody's leaving. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, with this panel here, your guys' insight of the game, I, I think there's two suggestions we haven't really brought up that I want to get your opinion on. Uh, the first one, while Bill, I know we've kind of talked about this in private, what if you guys thought about changing the way we cap points to where mm-hmm. if you got rid of active sectors being that four squares and essentially, no
4: essentially That's just went to we like... Remember, uh, this, I don't, don't understand why do you want to reinvent the game. You can just yeah. come back to update six <laughs> yeah. and fix intergalience. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. Yeah. Do it again. You me
5: <laughs> this is this is what happened. Now now we're on update nine. Yeah. It's like all this shit in update seven that didn't get fixed got made mm-hmm. worse by update eight and then it's like update nine yeah and then all the, and then all the veterans have gone fuck this and then all the new players have come in and they're going what the hell is going on and they hate the game also the new players are just future disgruntled veteran players <laughs> wow, that's a good that's good they're just going why is this game like this and you're they're going, understanding well, the bullshit actually, yeah you need to get heidi's fucking mad diagram thing out <laughs> And no. go back, and you have to unpick all these different things of going. Why is this game terrible? It's because of one thing that they changed, and it's the exception.
0: so
4: so, it's so all let me... because of that shit, you know. It's all because of it's that. Like, if you, is it, you don't it, need else, it's fine.
5: Yeah, you don't need to change. Like, oh, that... to you, right? you want to like, go there's...
0: change, get no, away but, from the rules, get back to choices. I think is that a way to sum
4: yeah, up a lot but, of this. Yeah. Sure, it's... and that means going back to update 6 and fixing the ninja garrison problem by one, like, little fix that you kind of have to fine-tune in a way, and maybe you do it over a few updates, like, maybe oh. there will be still few, na- you remove the shit airhead,
1: which makes no sense, you, you you just make the game normal again, just being how able many, to How many people spawns. in a spawn wave, Heidegger, how many people in a garrison spawn would do it? I don't know, I don't know, two squads, I don't know, one squad, I Twelve? don't know.
4: Six, I'll twelve, then like first wave, first wave six, second wave twelve, third wave eighteen. You know, like uh, you know <laughs> what I mean. So, so I, I don't, do you, I don't I, care. I, I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm
0: gonna come back to that because I would say we do have that. regret a lot of this conversation. A lot of the competitive is around warfare mode. I don't I haven't mm-hmm. seen a single competitive organization no. around offense. But oh, yeah, off- that's shit. Well, in offensive, offensive well, mode, it's because it
4: makes 0 sense. No, you, the, no.
1: you just extend the barbed wire on offense. <laughs> he said, "I'm done. No, I'm no, done. No, all, no, right, no. all right, John, all right.
4: Heidi's, no, Heidi's no, over no. it." No, there's no like offensive. you just set up uh, three eighty guns, four ngs, GG, bye bye. Twenty minutes, you never get a point. It's
1: retarded. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a
0: way to sum that one up. Uh, let's let's
1: he- get into our, our final what if, and I can't wait to hear Heidi on this one sector log timer after a cap that used to be a thing uh yeah. but it was removed in update seven i mean mm-hmm. at least allowed the defense to react to the next sector you didn't have the pesky oh. recon that could start the next cap because nobody oh, was, was so, thinking oh.
4: that's the opposite it was the opposite in
1: the, it was yeah it know? was on the offense if you took it's, a point it like, could mm, it be yeah.
4: recapped mm-hmm. you can but yeah yeah. But I think one of the biggest things we're seeing right now in update the eight, opposite nine, would be better actually. No, 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 because yeah. what you think it was, DG, would be actually kind of nice. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it would it sense. would
1: make the <laughs> offensive team slow down. Yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, it would be like I'm thinking game. too logically. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no. you can't.
4: Then it's it's 17, bro. If you so, lost so,
1: it, I you can immediately. Yeah.
5: I think so, that's strange that, well with the with the 200 meter Gary rule is that you have to have them basically a minute away from everywhere, you know, uh-huh. from, the, from the black circle. If you have one in the black circle, then you've got to have them essentially a minute away from the black circle. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, the and and circle. Cap, the cap timer is two minutes. So if you lose your garrison on the black circle, um, you can kind of lose the point. So if you, yeah. like when you're playing public games and no one responds and no one comes back, if the thing's halfway capped, you've lost the point. And then it's just really frustrating. Because, well, and I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, but you, what you're saying right there is because we saw this on Max last AMA. Is he really looks at time being a main factor in this game? Mm-hmm. Distance, time to travel. You talked about time that you're sitting at a spawn screen. HLL to me is really a time based game more than anything. So why do they make it
1: longer to run to things? Yeah, that's yeah,
0: good yeah, point. Sure. Yeah.
1: So why? <laughs> yes. I, I, that's I, I, th- I, yeah, I yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so let's 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 go through this because we know we've yeah. I've, I I've had i've had developers reach out to the show after we've done an episode mm-hmm. uh they we know they listen to it while bill two <laughs> two two things short and sweet I'm, I'm going to emphasize short and sweet once again for Heidegger. two things that could make veterans come back or retain the current veterans we have what are your two short things
5: Get, get rid of the exclusive map control, and then you can get rid of all the terrible changes that have been made over the game. Well, that is a very uh, wide
1: reaching. <laughs> so,
0: give, give me, me something there. a little bit more. You got, you got something a one
1: little inch bit more paintbrush, what, Bill? One inch paintbrush. Well, that's it.
5: Yeah. It's okay. the garrison thing.
1: It, it, then okay. you
5: don't have the randomized artillery. But uh, we, we haven't really talked properly about this plus 10 nodes thing. It's mm-hmm. like if both teams can have everything all the time again there's no choice it's just an abundance of everything so oh great you're going to randomize artillery but now you can have as much artillery as you want Good and point. you can have as many tanks as you want and you can have airheads and, and everything like that and there's i think no there decision should decision be- making there's no like oh we need tanks for this map let's build ta- you know fuel nodes or
4: whatever can we talk about manpower as well before we get to the uh, to the bullet points because it's funny there's this a resource, right? Manpower, who's been in the game for two years, I guess, and mm-hmm. who hasn't done anything and who isn't what it says in the rule book, like for two years, right? And it's like, maybe, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's just a cool thing. De- de- right de- de- uh, what, what is that manpower? Like, uh, is it, uh, they said they don't want tickets, like, which is fair. I don't right. want tickets either, right? But, mm. like, maybe it could be tied into. Rethinking those uh, Ninja Garrison, Red Garrison's problem or something. I don't know. But that's another thing. Like we always see that random engineer building... The plus ten manpower node when we're like <laughs> one hour into yeah. the game and you're just like that's not gonna do anything or like
1: <laughs> it's experience <laughs> Heidegger. Come on, well, get with it. It it you know, know. why is there something
4: in the game that doesn't do uh, anything? It's not no. the fault of the guy. Like <laughs> it, it that makes sense. Hard. Oh yeah, let's build some manpower, you know. But and then you just have to tell him no. That's just something that's in the game, but
1: you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist. You it's know, Completely it broken. Sense. Yeah, stand, <laughs> bombing run. Don't even hand, use it. Don't even use encouragement.
0: It's worthless. It's worthless. I've tested it. Well, but I
1: think yeah. I think, I think
0: it's free after the final what, stand. But yeah, what we're talking about, there should be to be an attrition effect in the game. And if you make uh-huh. resources unlimited, like you said, then there's no attrition effect. Like I don't think gay all games should last 90 minutes. I think a good 45, oh. 60 minute game is okay. Like I've had enjoyable games well, that, on that. Well, but what I mean, you've to done to the in thing thing the balancing
1: right. of that right. is you made it semester. If there's a good back and, that- and forth,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: you, it, it, it's just the skill it, of the
5: players. But this is the thing, this is like you're saying, oh, it doesn't need to be a 90-minute game. Before Update 7, 90-minute games were the best. Correct. Where, yeah. where you could have 10 minutes left and you could and and you you be go, on the yeah. last point and you could still win. And it's yeah. like, they've made the game so shit that 90 minutes feels horrible because it's you, so You roll in you 20
0: minutes. Your, you roll in 20 minutes.
4: Honestly, yeah. it, was, it was part of uh, an idea like before uh, I canceled uh, Spring. I I thought that maybe we could do like um, like some hot seats, 10-minute uh, t- ten, ten rollouts, you know, mm-hmm. just 10 games, do like five 10-minute games on all the maps or something, you know, and just decide, you know, do 50 minutes like this because basically nothing after the 10 first minutes counts anyway, you know, like, because it's so easy to capitalize on that. But yeah, of course, it makes no sense to change the game that much to, to, to have games, you know, so I just canceled. But like... Yeah, for sure. We could find, I don't know how many suggestions and solutions and new ideas, but I think what worked before and uh, could work again. Like whenever, like for instance, we saw the map Kursk, right? And honestly, I felt like the layout was really nice and there was like a lot of interesting stuff like open fields, but deep trenches that you could kind of hide in. Like the map seemed really cool, but... I, I was just left thinking, how oh, oh, I wish I could build red garrisons on this map, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I could actually mm-hmm. move around and like, uh, uh, because since it's so open, like it's very easy to control big areas, right? So you ju- you want to like possibly flank and then establish yourself somewhere where they don't expect you, blah blah. But all of this you cannot do anymore. You cannot do it. So it's like, yeah. oh, likewise, Bill. If I have one thing to say to to Max it's just please. Go back to update six guys on meta while addish, like putting one little fix that would fix the ninja garrison problem. So people won't get surprised by like 50 STGs yeah. in, in their <laughs> house. Should, should, you know? Shitty, shitty defense
1: should not be rewarded because you didn't have a squad or at least a person spotting it should not be rewarded that. Oh, OK, I can see my garrison's red on the edge here. Everybody come back at once and defend it yeah. like that has always been an issue yeah. in my book. Well, how I, do think,
5: you- I think one thing as well as, ahead, is the is the capping power thing, which uh-huh. I I don't really know how it would work if it was changed. But the black circle being three, three, three yeah. you know, three people. Yeah, because the thing is, you you can have situations, you know, like SME at the church. You've got your whole team in those four squares, and you just can't defend. That's basically. It's partly because of the garrison thing. You know, if if you change the garrison thing, it would completely change again. But like, it's redesigning the game. You know, again, like having to change the game again because of this garrison thing. But if they got rid, you know, if the circle was, you know, one and a half people or whatever then that would make it interesting. But I don't think they should do that. I think they should just fix the garrison.
0: I see for me, my thing about the strong point circle is I think anything that gets us away from the grid system, because it's so arbitrary, is good. I think if you expanded the strong point and just made that like an offensive mode, Heidi, I get it. Not offensive mode type deal. But if you just, the maps are naturally designed to where that strong point is the critical terrain in that area. Like, you can't tell me that on Hill 400, I know no one plays Hill 400, but Hill 400 Southern uh, approach that holding the southern side of the trade tracks should have cap progress to the southern approach for Hill 400. To me, that's
4: just a little ridiculous. through what you mean
5: it's I it's, it's it, it. the black the black circle is just not in the it's not obvious that you're capping in the four squares like the the whole u i and the whole map is terrible like it explains nothing to new players you know oh. a lot of people say you need a tutorial and stuff, but there mm-hmm. is absolutely nothing on that map that tells you where you should be going other than that little black circle, and there's nothing to indicate where yep. a red gary uh, like building behind your own territory you know a line that will you'll lose it or you'll keep it after you lose the sector there's there's nothing in the game to tell you that or like there's just there's so many rules
4: and then because they're constantly changing it they're not updating the one thing that is Bill, bill i want to ask you this like um you know the console announcement right Like, I I don't want to go all tinfoil, right? But (laughs) it's pretty clear that all these... Like, it's not about the console itself, right? But it's about the the mindset of the game in general, right? Like, would you see Squad on console? No, absolutely not. You know, it's unthinkable. But a game like let It Loose, it's getting more and more possible in the sense that, yeah, you just select a spawn, you spawn in, you go forward, you shoot at people, you die, you know? It's like... Mm -hmm. it feels like... Yeah, everything is kinda of getting, you yeah. know, drained and like simplified and just made holy, well, really, ha- like you said and just And just and the main dry, thing yeah. is the more they do this, the the the
5: lower the playbase gets. Yeah. Have you looked well, at the hold on, on, hold on, Bill, so metrics? I- Have you looked at the
4: battle metric stats? I was actually gonna yeah, I was actually as the, same, the same stats, yeah. I'm gonna
0: flip to this. So I just took us back to the slide here. Cause Heidi, mm-hmm. we actually talked about this a little bit uh we in the pre-show the biggest increase in this hole was uh player history yeah, showed earlier Asia, was yeah. yeah it wasn't an update it wasn't content it was sura's video that unleashed this on the unleashed this content on the asian market on billy billy so,
1: yep southeast asian market <sighs> it boomed it for a time and you know you, you still now you got a, a lot more chinese servers coming in it's international Publicity. like again it's the game needs international development um, yeah, well some new markets
4: it's great it's great that there's so much so many new players i just mm-hmm. uh, I, i'm pretty sure that uh, if they play it uh, like uh, intensely and seriously and some teams will start to form up which we already saw mm-hmm. uh they will start to figure out exactly the same as the older player base did which is oh this game is broken as hell yeah, but while Bill, you were talking about the battle battle metrics before
0: I showed that screen. Yeah, it's
5: really it's really low. It's lower than if you're looking at unique players, it's lower than it was before update nine. So, yeah, you've got this massive spike of ninety thousand people on the free weekend or whatever, but it's now gone down lower to than before update nine.
0: Well, to so, be fair, we I think you have COVID. We're coming out of COVID, and you also have spring, which all games get, see. Gaming in general sees a decrease in the spring and summer months. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: The question is: Is it higher
0: than we expected?
4: Well, I mean, the thing is, I I don't know. I don't have uh, shares in uh, in Black Matter or whatever. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't really care. Like, the, the 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 fact is, the game itself. You know, you can look at it, and and it's of course there will always be new players. You know, like it's an attractive game to buy and to install, you know, like, and you're not going to be like, oh, the meta of the, of the Hell It Loose yeah. game is broken before you buy it, you know, like, I would never have thought about any of this in the two, like, in 20, 30, 30, 50 hours you play the game, you know, it's like, you just mm-hmm. get in, you learn the weapons, you get shot, you learn that, you know, you, you see a mounts, Bobby whatever. run, you go, oh my god, yeah. it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. so, of course, and there will always be, not, not always, but, like, there will be this influx of players because... It's an attractive genre, it's it's a niche that some players will get into, regardless, you know, some guy that just got into squad will get tired of squad, they'll look at all the games like this, blah, 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 you know, but the thing is, the game, we can see it like performance-wise, it's an issue, bug-wise, it's an issue in terms of tanks, and meta-wise, clearly, there are gigantic issues, which are not that apparent in public games for now, but like... Like we said many yeah, times yeah. on this show, public games and competitive games are the same, you know. But like, so the players that play public will eventually become good, and when they become good, they will become frustrated because the game is broken, and then they will leave, you know. And then public games will always be this chaos of level one. To there's, 20. there's there's we always got to be the tie. Anything.
1: There's always going to be a tie-in. What helps competitive helps public. What helps public yeah. can kind of somewhat have a play in competitive. And again, finding that that balance across the board as being asymmetrical is really well, the best also, of both worlds. It, but yeah.
4: Yeah, sure. It's But it's also not only about organized games, you know. I mean, good players playing mm-hmm. normal mm-hmm. games, just getting in uh, like at night, whatever, with their friends. Mm-hmm. And they just know how the game works and they know... And then they get bored of it because it's so it became so straightforward and predictable and stale, you know, like it's not only about organized games. It's just about players who are not level 20, you know, who Mm -hmm. know the game a bit.
1: Well, I mean, it'll all be to see. So, again, as we say this every time a new a new update brings new components and changes and you see what plays out. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, what do you say in your own words, Heidegger and Bill? Do you think this is a possibility that there is a turnaround point and we're not just sliding off a ledge? At least for the veteran players. At least for the veteran players. Yeah. yeah speak to your knowledge.
4: Me um, you first, or you first? Made?
1: Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> Sorry, I left that I a little too open ended. Like, both of you, please. <laughs> Go ahead, I, don't, Bill. I, I really don't
5: know anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I think I, when I said in update nine, you know, for them to backtrack on garrisons and at least allow them back in the red, I think that was like just me. I was like, may, maybe this is a major step, you know, to to get them to backtrack on that when they were so sure, and they did two updates of mm-hmm. of that bullshit. I was like, oh, maybe they can turn it around, but then. They just add other things, and they—it's just they just don't understand their own game from from my perspective, anyway. And I,
0: I want to like, take a moment while you're saying this. It. I want to take a moment while you're saying this. The the look on your face just says it all. Just this frustration. This because I, I your last video talks about you loved you loved this product, and you kind of mm. saw it go into something else. Um, I just want to point yeah. that out, you know.
4: Well, it's it's but, the thing is, it's so thing is from, because it's so easy. Like
1: Heidi, you know, wait while wow,
4: Bill's got the let. Oh, your wait your turn. Wait <laughs> your you turn, Heidi. right now. Yeah, okay, okay. okay.
5: <laughs> one one other thing as well is, uh you know, updates and content. And what you're saying, Heidi, about like people aren't coming in and going, "Oh, this meta is great" or whatever. And it's like update. Update seven is where the game got really popular, and I don't think new players were coming in and going, "Oh, the meta is great." It's uh-huh. because they did a massive campaign and they had loads of YouTubers and they had Jack Frags doing videos about it, and and it's easy to make Hell at, Lo- Hell at Loose look really good, as shown by that uh, YouTube video that you're going to uh-huh. put at the end. You can it looks really cin- cinematic. The graphics are great. You know, it's Band of Brothers, the video game, whatever. Um, so it's easy to sell. And it's like, well, is this a game that you play for 100 hours, realize it's dog shit, and then whatever, and the devs have made their money? Or is this a game that you can actually play competitively and have uh, a life going forward? Because the con- you know, it's so annoying because it's going to be the Russian content next, and it's going to bring in loads of new players, and it's going to keep the numbers up. But they're all new players. Like it's amazing when you go in a public game now and you see how few people there are over level. Oh well, 50. Be,
1: I'll be playing a match and I'll I'll count how many level one hundreds there are, and there might not be one on the other team. Yeah, it's mad.
5: And uh-huh. even even like level fifty is like it, it's so quick to get to that level now, uh-huh. and there's so many people. There's so many people who've, who are over level 100 and they still have no fucking clue how the game works. <laughs> and yeah, just, and that's very that's cool. Yep. It's, so it's, it's like, whatever, you know, it's because they've got all these stupid rules in place. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're still Bill, seeing massive mistakes being made.
0: I appreciate Heidi, we'll let you have the file where this is going to be our longest episode ever, but it was to be expected with Wild Bill and Heidi here. Heidi, is it? Have we reached a point of no return with the veterans, or what's your thoughts?
4: Well, uh, depends on what side, like um, performance side. If it doesn't get fixed, I know a lot of people will not come back. That's like clear as day. They just their PC just can't handle it, or like they don't mm-hmm. want to invest into a thirteen ninety that they have to buy from some, you know, like shady reseller or whatever, just to play an indie game. You know, so like. That if they don't fix that, a lot of people will not come back, that's for sure. Agreed. But the meta the meta issues, for me, they are so easy to fix that I can see a point where the game actually fixes it by mistake, you know? Like, I think they stumbled uh-huh. upon the good meta before. They can stumble upon another one again, you know? Like, I, they have so little clue of what is going on that maybe it's going <laughs> to happen, you know? It's, so like, is that cautiously optimistic? i'm not optimistic like right now i'm not even kidding i'm only playing because of all the friends i've made in this community and like all the people that i really like all the new people that are put in charge of wth competitive who are great like uh all of this and i just play because i love the community right but i play i honestly reinstall the game for the com games and i uninstalled it right away like it's just <laughs> so uh, for now, I don't, just don't play the game, but I don't. I can see a point where, yeah, it can be fun again if because it's so little values. Like, and I saw someone mention in the chat they could just add modding tools, and honestly, that would be great as well. You know, just fix the performance, give us modding tools where we can set the values ourselves. Uh, for the, can we build red garris, Can we not? Mm-hmm. Many meters, whatever. Like, just do a text editor where I can change that myself. <laughs> And we will have great fun on this game for years, you know. It's like, yeah. So for me, I have hope in the sense that it's quite easy fixes, uh, except the performance side, which I think is pretty hard. But I think because I think the kind of maybe like uh, with all the grass and stuff, like I don't know what kind of technical spaghetti code they got themselves into, you know, but it seems mm-hmm. really hard to fix. And I don't, I'm not sure that's going to be fixed. But the meta side, yeah, may, it could be. And yeah, give us modding tools would be great.
1: Well, I appreciate both your guys' thoughts. I think that was really good, Heidegger, Bill. I mean, there is still a chance to turn around. Um, I agree with the, full-heartedly. The modding tools, I think, are... You can still see people playing Call of Duty 2 on the online servers. And that game, you have every bit of customization down to, like, how much damage does a wep- this weapon do? You know, everything yeah. is moddable. And there's still a diehard community behind that. So those are little little tweaks and chances that gives the community the ability to make their own game within the confines of, you know, this world war two hell let loose game point. we play. So I appreciate Heidegger bill. Thank you for yeah. making your, thank you for your time Team and getting later. on there and uh, appreciate a good criticism here at uh, hell. Let's talk. Thank you guys for both being on and Sean. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Ah. Yeah, well, we we knew it was going to be the longest one. We we're making of a show notes. I'm like, dude, we we got We got to get through the news. It's going to be a lot of content, and uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, that uh, really, I think we stumbled on a, a, a few great nuggets outside of just mm-hmm. the mechanics. Um, I think uh, what really kind of stuck for me away from that is give us choices, not rules. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you had to summarize it, uh, I think that that was a great one, uh, Heidi. Uh, really spoke from the heart on a lot of these aspects. You could tell for both of them, there was a lot of love. There was a lot of, uh, you know, to what this used to be and what they're not having right now. And I think they had the voice of a lot of the different community, uh, the veteran communities here. So uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was glad, glad to have this uh, show with these guests.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. I think that, those were really good, two good voices in this uh, wide, wide community. Um, to have on the show i really appreciated their time um and again uh as promised stand by to check out the easy company's award-winning video mixing hell at loose and company of heroes we will put that on here shortly and then uh, we will cut to bonus yep take care
0: and we'll see you next time on hell let's talk
2: on the
3: landing grounds we shall fight in the fields and in the streets we shall fight in the hills we shall never we shall fight in France. we shall fight on the seas and oceans we shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air
2: just came through